Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist at Heartland College Sports. If you like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot of that over to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and he'll get you one of these awesome Heartland College Sports koozies out in the mail. If you like your, your cold drinks to stay cold and your hot drinks to stay hot, being the time of year that it is with the weather change, you'll want one of these koozies. So make sure you're getting over there and and getting that screenshot over to Pete and he'll get you taken care of. Today we are talking 2023 Heisman odds. Uh, We're heading into week seven. We've got six weeks of data to go off of and we've got some changes in the Heisman odds that are worth uh, talking about. But you're wondering, why are we talking the Heisman odds on, on on the podcast about the transfer portal? Well, uh, that's just it. If if you are a transfer quarterback, it appears that your odds of winning a Heisman are are pretty high. Uh, when you look all the way back to 2017, four of the last six Heisman Trophy winners have been transfer quarterbacks. You had Baker Mayfield start things off in 2017. He transferred from Texas Tech over to Oklahoma. Kyler Murray won a, a Heisman Trophy with Oklahoma after transferring over from Texas A&M. Joe Burrow, obviously, best statistical season that we've seen from a quarterback. Uh, he started his career over at Ohio State before transferring to LSU. And then the most recent winner, Caleb Williams, obviously, he started his career at Oklahoma before transferring to USC uh, following Lincoln Riley over there. And he won the Heisman Trophy back in 2022. So uh, for the last six, but that's not the only that's not the only data point that we've got. If you look at the top five guys right now in in, uh, Heisman odds, all five of those guys are transfer quarterbacks. Michael Penix Jr., who is the current odds-on favorite to win at plus 200, he is at Washington, but he started his career at Indiana. Caleb Williams, obviously, we just spoke about. Uh, That guy started over at Oklahoma. He's at USC now. He's at plus 225. Uh, Bo Nix. Is is in third place there, plus six hundred. He is the Oregon quarterback, and he started his career off at, at Auburn. Dylan Gabriel uh, rises all the way up to fourth in the odds at plus twelve hundred this week after a good performance against Texas. Uh, he's the Oklahoma quarterback right now, but he started his career off at UCF. And then the fifth place, uh, t- tied with Drake May, who has spent his entire career at North Carolina. Uh, tied with him is Jordan Travis, uh, Florida State quarterback. Now, most of you are thinking, "Wait, what? No, he he didn't. He didn't transfer. Yes, he did. 2018, uh, Louisville is where he started his career in 2018, before transferring over to Florida State, and he's been there since then. Uh, he's sitting at plus 1600. The list is just littered with guys from the transfer portal. You got Jaden Daniels uh, down there at plus 3000. Uh, he's at LSU, but he started at Arizona State. Quinn Ewers, obviously, at Texas from Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman at, uh, started over at Wake Forest. He's on the list. And then, uh, obviously, Shadur Sanders, who's fallen down the list, he started at Jackson State before following his father over to Colorado. Um, th- there's more guys on the Heisman's, Heisman board right now that were transfers. Uh, than than before than the guys that have been with one school for their entire career, and this is this is interesting because it's not transfer players; it's 
only transfer quarterbacks. Now, one could argue that the the transfer uh, or, or that the transfer portal is more beneficial to to quarterbacks than any other any other position. And and one could also argue that the Heisman Trophy has become a a, a quarterback award, which you know I, I can't really argue that. Um, the vast majority of players on this list are uh, transfer quarter or are quarterbacks, but the guys that aren't, um, that they're not, they're not quarter, they're not quarterbacks. The guys that aren't quarterbacks are, uh, position players that have stayed with, uh, their school for the entirety of their career. Blake Corum has been at Michigan since he came out of high school, best running back in the country. Uh, he, he stuck around at Michigan, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Best wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver in college football. He's been at Ohio state the entire time. So, so what's going on with this? Why, why is it transfer quarterbacks? Um, there's a couple of thoughts uh, that I want to share on that. I think the first obviously is that there are, there are reasons why quarterbacks transfer. Uh, obviously it's it's hard to keep a, a good second string quarterback anywhere in the transfer portal era. But I also would say that there are things that, that, that quarterbacks need or, or, or have a desire for that, that other position players might not, especially guys that are looking to win a Heisman and being, being with the same coordinator or with the same head coach, uh, i.e. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, can really help you out whenever it comes to to putting up Heisman worthy numbers. Uh, when you've been with a guy uh, f- for a long time and he moves schools, it's beneficial for the quarterback to move with them. So, you know, you could you've you've seen things like this all, all over the place. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel did that with with Oklahoma, um, going from UCF over to over to OU. Um, and obviously we just spoke about what, what Caleb Williams did over at USC. So there, there's, there's precedent set, but it also could be just the fact that these are guys that are moving from schools that aren't necessarily, um, in the playoff picture to, to schools that are just based on the teams that that they have around them now. I mean, would Michael Penix really be in the, in the Heisman odds? Uh, leading in the Heisman odds, rather, if he was still over at Indiana, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think that that's a conversation worth having because he's got Washington playing as a as a uh, Heisman or not not a Heisman contender, but as a playoff contender right now uh, is a big reason for that. And I don't think that he's on the top of this list right now if he's not at a at a place that's that's got success around him. Now, I mean, look, we've we've all talked about um how you have to have team success for for your Heisman um for a Heisman uh candidacy to to have legitimacy to it um almost always your your Heisman winners are in condition for a national championship very rarely do you have a guy that that doesn't um that that doesn't have their team close to playing for a national championship uh win the Heisman i mean you've got to go all the way back to uh you've got to go all the way back to um Lamar Jackson in 2016 uh you know before Caleb Williams obviously last year uh, you you've got to go all the way back to to Lamar Jackson for for his team uh to not really be in contention for a national championship 
uh, you know, the last five between Williams and Jackson were. Uh, and, and you look at, you know, Johnny Manziel in 2012, Robert Griffin the third at Baylor uh, in 2011. But outside of that, I mean, you've just got guys that were playing for or in contention for national championships. And so this is this is something that uh, is important in the Heisman race. And so I, th- I think that one can argue quarterbacks going to places that put them in successful positions to play for the biggest games in the in the postseason uh, certainly plays a, a role in their in their Heisman race. So uh, it's an interesting conversation to have because really, you know, this is this is all pretty new. Over the last several years, we've seen the Heisman uh, go to to transfer quarterbacks, as we just discussed, and and as the transfer portal becomes more and more um, of of a regular thing and, and less taboo, um, like it may have been back when when guys like Baker Mayfield were trying to figure things out, uh, it's going to become more and more common. And I, I think as as coaches and offensive coordinators move, and quarterbacks continue to move with them, uh, I think you're going to see. Uh, more and more of this happen now. Another thought that goes into this is young quarterbacks who are uber talented sitting behind established starters for a year and then deciding that they want to take their opportunities elsewhere because they've been sitting on the bench for a year. When you get inside the mind of a of a of an 18 or 19 year old kid that, that is competitive, that's been a, a starter for his high school for, for however many years, it's difficult to come into that um, level of, of football and have to sit behind somebody. Uh, it's just, it, it's not an easy thing to do. You are, you want to go in as that um, competitive freshman and supplant the guy that's been there because, and you feel confident in doing that because in order to get you there, a lot of times, you know, coaches are saying, hey, you're going to have your opportunities. It's going to be a competition. Um, you know, you may have to learn from this guy for a little while, but you are a quarterback of the future. And so you're thinking, you know, I can do what Caleb Williams did at Oklahoma. I can I can go take Spencer Rattler's job. Um, and, and it doesn't always work out that way. And so after a year of sitting, um, you are, you know, you take an opportunity to go somewhere else. Look at Quinn Ewers. Uh, that's exactly what he did. I mean, that this is exactly what Joe Burrow did at at uh, at Ohio State, and then moving over to LSU. And so, you know, when you look at that and you see the opportunities that are out there somewhere else for a young guy, it, that could also be playing a reason in in why we're seeing these these quarterbacks that transferred become Heisman contenders because after. Um, sitting for a year, being uber talented and sitting on the bench, they go somewhere that's going to set them up for immediate success, and boom, all of a sudden they're they're Heisman contenders. And so, um, just an interesting note, just something to look at with with how the the landscape continues to change. Um, and uh, so this is this is just uh, it's a lot of fun to to see what uh, you know what kind of impact things like the transfer portal are having on our sport. And this is, this is it. So this is a, the, the most prestigious award in college football uh, is being heavily impacted by uh, the transfer portal. And that's just, that's the, the new world that we live in. So um, we're going to transition from that over to the, uh, our, our week six studs and duds 
Um, got a few interesting names on the list here. Um, and some guys that have been studs before that, that are actually duds this week. And we're actually going to go right now to one of those Ray Davis, um, who started his career at Temple, spent a couple of years there, spent a couple of years at Vanderbilt and is now at Kentucky last week, uh, against Florida, he had 26 carries for 280 yards and three touchdowns against, uh, Florida. And and this week in week six, ew, he he goes and plays uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, if you're not aware, Georgia beat uh, Kentucky fifty-one to thirteen, and Mr. Davis had fifteen carries for fifty-nine yards, no scores, and his longest run of the day was uh, eleven yards. So. He still had he still did register a touchdown. He had a he had a reception for a touchdown, but no um no rushing touchdowns and he was absolutely handled by the Georgia defensive uh defensive line and so that's that's uh he, he lands on our on our duds list uh this week. Now we've got another dud here. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman, who has been a stud in previous weeks for us, obviously started at Wake Forest, spent five years there. Uh, he's at Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame got their um, behinds handed to them on a silver platter this week against Louisville, uh, and Hartman did not have his best game. Uh, he went 22-38. Which is just under fifty-eight yard or fifty-eight percent completion rate. Uh, he had two touchdowns on the day, uh, and he also threw for two hundred fifty-four yards. The problem is, is, he threw three interceptions and had five sacks. He was sacked five times. Also had negative twelve yards rushing. So, not a good, uh, not a good day for for Notre Dame, and they fall to five and two on the year. They've got USC this weekend, and uh, Sam Hartman is coming off a dud of a performance uh, rather than a stud that he's been for the last several weeks for us. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of more uh, to look at here. Um, Jermaine Burton is, is a guy that transferred from, from uh, Georgia over to Alabama. He had a breakout performance this week for the Crimson Tide against Texas A&M. He recorded nine, catches for 197 yards and two touchdowns averaged 21.9 yards uh, per reception in a 26 to 20 win over Texas A&M. That was a big win for Alabama, which sets them up very nicely um, to win a uh, win their division and get themselves into the SEC championship considering what's left on Alabama's schedule. So really good job from them. Uh, this week, DJ Uyangalele has been on both sides of the discussion throughout the year. Uh, he's a stud this week, 275 yards passing, five touchdowns through the air in Oregon's 52 to 40 win over Cal. And then the final one of the day is, is a guy that we just spoke about who is now, uh, he's making his way up the Heisman's Heisman board. Uh, he started the year off at plus 5,000, finds himself with the fourth best odds at plus 1,200 right now, and that is Dylan Gabriel, who had a massive 
game against Texas this week. Uh, the Sooners were were just about a touchdown underdog uh, most of the week last week to number to number three Texas, but the Sooners end up winning the game thirty four to thirty. And Dylan Gabriel uh, he ends up with two hundred eighty five yards through the air, uh, goes twenty three of thirty eight with a touchdown, but he also has a, a career high one hundred and thirteen yards rushing uh, and a touchdown against the Longhorns, and was absolutely clinical in his uh, final drive of the game took over with a hundred or with a minute 17 left and led Oklahoma down the field for a 75 yard drive uh, to, to cap it off with a three yard touchdown to Nick Anderson uh, and put the Sooners ahead for good so another stud there to, to end the day with that is Dylan Gabriel um, and another really good week for for Oklahoma who moves to six and0 going into the bye week so um, lots of good stuff today. Uh, just be thinking about that. The Heisman odds, they've changed forever and it's really because of the transfer portal and, and what will things look like in a few years, uh, after this just becomes more of the norm. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show and listening each and every week. Remember if you like the show and you like koozies, (laughs) you need to go and give us a like, a five-star rating and send your screenshot of that to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com and he'll get you taken care of. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.